and welcome everyone to episode 78 of One Piece at a Time, the One Piece read-through podcast where we read and discuss five chapters of the One Piece manga each and every week. I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host and freelance letterer at Shonen Jump, Brandon Bovia. How you doing, Brandon? I'm doing pretty good. I'm, of course, uh, Brandon Bovia, letterer of manga like Kaijin number 8 and Dragon Ball Super. Uh, yeah, just... <laughs> I feel like I, I've alluded to this a few times on on the show itself, but uh, I, I've been looking forward to this one for a, a long time. <laughs> yes, indeed, because we are taking a little break from the manga as it's movie time. Uh, around this time, the sixth One Piece movie came out, Baron Amatsuri and the Secret Island. Now, this was released back in March on March 5th, 2005, at a smack dab between chapters 356 and 357. So as we were getting close to uh, wrapping up uh, Frankie's flashback, doing all of that... And in between episodes 223 and 224 of the anime, which is smack dab in the middle of what's called the Ocean's Dream filler arc. I don't remember what that filler arc is. Looking at the wiki, it's only four episodes long, maybe no, five episodes long. Yeah, I don't think I've ever watched it. I don't remember anything about it. All I know is it takes place after the Davy Back fight. So that means the the anime was like right before Water 7, basically. At at this point, there were literally about four episodes until they reached Water 7. Wait, that means the the anime was absurdly close to the manga. (laughs) I mean, kind of, yeah. I mean, that explains some of the uh, anime issues with filler and having to extend things during during all this. (laughs) But I was just thinking about that. Granted, we are getting close to the end of Water 7, so at least they have that. But yeah, it, it is, it, it's funny how they extended the Davy back fight. They had two small filler arcs before that, and then they just was like, well, let's get into it. <laughs> yeah, and, and really, I think that is interesting to me because it, it feels like to me, like um, uh, not to get ahead of ourselves a little bit, but like this movie feels like it kind of, borrows thematic elements from both the, the Davy back fight and water seven uh, and kind of like it does something completely different with them in a, an entirely new context, but you can kind of see the bits and pieces of the manga that they're plucking from. Yes, you can absolutely see. Yeah. W- without every... feeling like a complete retread either. No, they, they do not feel like a retread at all, but it, this movie is simultaneously, simultaneously one of the silliest, but also the darkest. The darkest, yeah. This, this is an absolute horror movie by the end. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I would even go as far as to say it is probably darker than anything in the manga proper. I'm, I'm struggling to think of anything that gives me, like, the same vibe. I mean, I'm not f- familiar with other stuff, but no, I, I can't think of anything either where it's just yeah. this desperate. So... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah, that is. <laughs> yeah, which also, which does, is a fun contrast with how just like silly and, uh, I mean, th- this was my first time just like uh, kind of watching the movie like in, in HD for the first time and seeing a lot of the animation close up. And I'm just like, I forgot how like, like the art is so janky, but in a really lovable way. Uh, and they use it, you know, just like for such great comedic effect. 
<laughs> yes, yes. Like the one of the big things here that we uh, that, that absolutely needs to be mentioned is that the director of this movie was Mamoru Hosoda. Hus- if you are aware of movies like Wolf Children or uh, Summer Wars, stuff like that. Like he's going on yep. to be, just be big on original movies. Uh, to great success, and you can absolutely feel his influence here and there within this this movie, uh, especially yeah. I think in terms of the artwork. You get you get his loose style. Like this is the if this feels like the furthest they've strayed from Oda's art style. Yeah, and and well, I, I first I want to add that like uh, after doing a little bit of research after I watched this movie, I'd forgotten or I guess I didn't realize this is actually his first theatrical work. Oh really? I did not. Or, or, or know sorry, that. sorry, not. A first feature length, I should say. Sorry, right, because he did have not first theatrical, game, right? Yeah, yeah. He directed the first two Digimon movies, uh, which I mean, one of which was a double billing with uh, one of the earlier One Piece movies, wasn't it? I think we talked about that. Yes, I believe so. Uh, I think I think movie two uh, was double billed with our War Game. I uh, think, and, so. and obviously he's uh, Hosoda was a uh, he got his start in animation as a Toei employee, so that makes sense. And, and the other fun little bit of trivia that I, I had kind of also forgotten about but sort of knew is that after his work on Digimon, he actually got headhunted by Studio Ghibli. Really? Yeah. And he was actually, uh, and again, like he hadn't made a proper feature length film, but his first feature length film was going to be Howl's Moving Castle. Oh, my God. I yeah, did not but, know um, that. <laughs> Yeah, he he quit uh, because he didn't get along with Miyazaki. <laughs> you know that makes sense. Yeah, so he ba- so basically, like after he quit Ghibli, he came back to make this movie. <laughs> and what a movie! Uh, as before, since this is an hour and a half long, we're not going to be going over every individual point, but to b- break it down in the quickest way possible. Uh, basically, the Straw Hats see just this uh, this flyer, this advertisement, where it's like only the pirates of the pirates of the pirates of the pirates are good enough to come here. But if they do, they get a vacation resort with spas, which attracts Nami, great food, which attracts uh, Chopper, and beautiful women, which attracts <laughs> Sanji, of course. Of course. <laughs> but Luffy is, of course, is like saying, like, my crew is the pirates of the pirates of the pirates of the pirates, really showing our bond type thing. And uh, so they go to this island and meet Baron Amatsuri, who, uh, instead of getting all this stuff, they instead have to go through the trial of hell in order to, I guess, win all that. But, uh, you know, we get some silly games as far as these trials of hell. But all the while, a darker and darker vibe keeps building <laughs> as time yeah. as, as we go through as Robin yeah. investigates the mysteries. Cause that, that is one thing uh, breaking away from the synopsis real quick. That is one thing right off the bat of like, Oh, they are breaking tradition where Robin's immediately like, I've never heard of this. Yeah. And she instantly goes into investigation mode. You really start to feel pretty quickly that like, there is something off about this place just in the way uh, you know, you know, they comment like, hey, like, like nobody's here. You get that feeling that like, OK, yeah, there, there's something deeper going on here. Yeah, there's a bunch of sunken ships. There's uh, uh, around the island, uh, just beneath the water. There's just these odd bits here and there. There's other people that are just seem to be really afraid of Baron Amatsuri. And as we uh, eventually discover back 20 plus years ago, Amatsuri's crew got stuck in a storm and they all died except for him. But he came across this thing, <laughs> this special flower, 
uh, on the island called the Lily Carnation that is somehow able to manifest his old crew, the crew that died, and have them be just like as they were uh, as long as he keeps feeding them sacrifices. And because Omatsuri lost his crewmates, his dear friends, he hates the idea of other people having friends and seeing those bonds. So he tries to break apart those bonds and leave the people broken like him by feeding them to the Lily Carnation. And you eventually, by the end, find out his entire crew crew are just plant people implanted with the memories. And he tries to do the same to the Straw Hats. But fortunately, Luffy and the other survivors are able to fight him back in some of the darkest imagery we've ever seen. Yeah, I think what really... Because I I had that revelation again. That was another sort of... There's a lot of parts of this movie's narrative that go unsaid that are really, they kind of allow you to put the pieces together. And I had like, I don't think I had ever realized just like how, how, like they're super dead. They're all dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, you know, it was something, you know, th- there's that, that fun little conversation with uh, one of Baron's crew members, uh, Muchigoro, where like he's getting drunk with Nami, um, and then that they have sort of a conversation of like, "Oh yeah, I just met Gold Roger the other day," and he's like, "Bro, he's been dead for twenty years." He's, and he's just like, "That can't be. We just saw him." Yeah, and it, it's <laughs> like you see the illusion break, like seeing the illusion break down causes Muchigoro to basically just like self combust more or less, and so it really is just. To me, this setting in this movie feels like Baron Omatsuri's, like, he's clinging on to the past and it is all basically just like a giant hallucination for him. Essentially, and he's willing to do that just so he can be with his friends. And you you see the bonds, you see the way they're all treated. And, the, and that's the brilliant part of this movie is that it, when you first watch this, not knowing what you're in for... It seems just downright silly, especially with these trials of hell, because you get to, they get to the island, they find this gigantic resort that looks lavish as all get out, and uh, they have what seem to be women lining up, and Sanji's all excited, but it turns out to be men in like women's clothing yep. when they reveal their faces, <laughs> which is funny in and of itself. And they're like, welcome, pirates. Now you have to go through the trials of hell. And Luffy's like, yes, we're, we're, we're bonds. Our, our bonds are good enough. We can do this. All right. Your your trial their first trial of hell the first thing you got to do is catch goldfish, <laughs> and it's like <laughs> what and <laughs> and then it turns out of course to be a giant goldfish to have that same sort of wacky one piece ness of it, and it works like it is completely silly. Uh, it, it feels just like the typical one piece shenanigans, and it's not until things go further and further that that tone shifts and. Yeah. By the end, like there is, I, I, I don't know if I can properly describe it. There is some scenes where it's just haunting. Yeah. Uh, I think what I really like about the goldfish catching scene, because it is like right at the beginning of the movie, is that it is, it is so efficient at introducing the whole, the Straw Hat crew. Uh, because they're basically all, you know, trying to take a crack at it at trying to catch the massive CGI goldfish. <laughs> but you sort of, you see everybody's different personalities shine through. And I like that it's, like, it's Chopper and Robin who kind of end up getting the W at the end. And that, that like, this sequence to me was the most, like, the harshest contrast against movie five. Where, like, we're, like, 15 minutes into this movie and I, the, they're so much more in character. And, like, everybody gets something to do. Everybody feels like they're contributing. It just, it, it feels like even though 
for the most part, the folks making this movie haven't really worked on One Piece. It's like they understand the material that they're working with really well. It feels so different and yet so One Piece at the same time. Yeah, because that 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 is one actually comment I will point out is that if it wasn't st- for a stylistic choice, the animation here is really rough as far as details. There are a lot of shots where it's like kind of far away. There's no face or yeah. the faces seem a little off model or things like that. But everything moves, moves so smoothly. Like I, I, I saw a scene with Robin talking and I swear her mouth was like next to her ear. <laughs> like yeah. Just completely <laughs> off. Yeah, I mean, I've saw, I've seen some shots, you know, where they're off in the background, and yeah, the characters are, are talking, but there is no mouth on their face. Um, but like, I think what the difference is between this and and something like movie five, which I just find to be aggressively ugly, because I don't know if you notice, but like, there's almost no shadows in this movie. Like, the coloring is completely flat, um, and it's a style that they call kage nashi, which is so, like, it, it is, it, it's like, um. Fully Cooly, I think, is a good comparison. is is kind of what I was thinking about, mm-hmm. which which makes sense because there's there's a lot of there's a lot of Gynax uh, animators, a lot of Gynax staff, uh, and a lot of production IG staff who were on Fully Cooly and uh, like kind of high budget OVAs of kind of like the mid two thousand early two thousands that I don't I don't know where they got the connections from where they're just kind of like hey do you bunch of do you random people just want to come and you know animate out a one piece thing <laughs> just like yeah sure why not but I I think it, it's like the you see the efficiency in how the the character designs are like they are pared down to like their most simplest shapes and simplest lines and that allows the animators to just go like completely whole hog on the motion so it's the kind of thing where uh how would i, how would I describe it like if anyone has seen like the infamous like pain fight from naruto shippuden oh like yeah. this whole movie kind of feels like that <laughs> yeah and again it works like it, it mm. it's not, i think it works to- tonally Yes, it, it. I think that's what helps is that it's the the tone really sets the stage because they're again they're off model a lot and there's some, you know, th- there's a lot of costume changes for a lot of the crew, especially Nami. She has like three. I think Robin has two. Actually, I think everybody has two except for <laughs> except for Luffy. I love that hat Usopp has, by the way. Oh, that <laughs> it's hat such is a vibe. I, it's I, so I like, good. I like Luffy's like uh, hoodie that he has yeah it's very traditional but it still kind of works it has that sort of loose flow to it i, I, I don't know there's just like good styles in here and i don't know it, it, it just really draws you in and becomes damn effective by the end like that's yeah like it, it works kind of it works pretty well for the silliness but when you get to the end uh and all the the, the, the imagery there it, it works and the other thing is it's the characters are off model a little bit and looser and maybe less detailed, but the backgrounds, holy hell, yeah. there's some detail th- in the backgrounds. I, which I think is kind of a Hosoda staple, at least uh, particularly for this era, because I remember like that was a huge thing with his Digimon movies where it's like uh, they, they would often be like very heavily referenced um, real life photos, which... Uh, it makes sense for the you know the first Digimon, which takes place in, in a real. It takes place in Odaiba, which is a real setting, you know, at least when they're in the real world. So like they're able to very closely just like you know take photographs and uh, you know kind of like match it one to one. But there's a lot of there's a lot of like okay well, well the first word that came to mind was like tasteful. I don't know if I'd call it tasteful <laughs> use of CGI, but there is a lot of CGI and it is I think it it's, is used. It's not garish. To, 
it is not garish, certainly. It, it, it feels very experimental, if anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really is used to just, like, crank up the detail. and Like, the, the boat race in particular, with all of those, like, sweeping... Like, we're suddenly in Venice for, for some reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, or it's just, like, the, the, sort of the... Kind of all of, like, the detailed city shots you see out of that. Or, like, the shot that's in my screen right now is kind of, like, the first-person Nami perspective where they're going through the forest. Where mm-hmm. it's just... Like, it's it's so dense that you're kind of, like, I'm not often thinking about how much the CG is aged, or I'm just kind of, I'm impressed at how much of it that they're throwing around. Yeah. Um, I, I think that the, the fish might be a little ugly, though. That, that might and be the, the fi- one part. The fish like, doesn't ah. move a bit much. It has a bit of odd motion to it. You know, it's it's a, it's a little off but and, and all that. Yeah. But it's, it's, I think it still works um, for what it is. And the, the thing that really draws you in is the slow breakdown of the crew yeah yeah that's the thing and, and, and that, that's the that part is, that feels very water seven yeah i was gonna say this this feels kind of like an alt universe water seven at times just just in the but it, it does feel more uh, what's the word i'm looking for it's like it's more spread out evenly throughout the crew whereas you know water seven does feel it, it's mostly usopp and robin um and those conflicts do kind of cause Oh, excuse me, the crew to kind of like get at each other's throats a little bit, especially with like that, the Luffy Usopp argument, like that was probably the worst it got for everybody. Uh, but this movie feels a lot more like, no, like relationships are kind of breaking down in a way that you don't normally see. And like communication is breaking down in sort of the ways where like, you know, like the crew goes freaking like, I don't know, 45 minutes without seeing Chopper. And then, you know, it's kind of one of those like, like, I thought you had it. Well, no, I thought you had it. Like, why did nobody mention that we hadn't seen Chopper in a while? And I like there's this uh, the other details you see upon a like repeat watch, like why it makes sense that Amatsuri is like absolutely upset about them winning the uh, Goldfish game. It's not about right, breaking because yeah. there was perfect harmony with them. Uh, the, the crew worked together well. They did not fight or anything like that. But it wasn't until the ring race that things got very, very bad. The way they set it up to play against each other like that was kind of brilliant in in that way. Because uh, we got, of course, the classic Sanji Zoro bickering and all that. But it, it, you could actually feel it getting more and more. They were getting kind of like agitated with each other. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like they're just, you know, they go from bickering to like actively try to kill each other. <laughs> Very much so. And then you have like Nami and Usopp together and uh, working together and all that. You have the, the their typical hijinks until a little trap happens that sends Usopp into the sky. Uh, with this hang glider, but it doesn't look like that. It looks like to to Nami, it looks like he used a way to escape and just leave her behind. Yeah, and I think the thing that one also it didn't land for me like maybe the first time I watched this movie, or, or I didn't realize it. Like the way that like Usopp because like you know he flies away on the hang glider by complete accident, but then like he comes back to save the day, taking all the credit. Um, and he he doesn't really like you know explain what happened or apologize for. It. He's just kind of like yeah, um, and and you know Nami starts kind of feeling away about that. We've seen her hit the crew before, uh, like yeah. in that joking way, but that slap that she gives yeah. Usopp. That's brutal. That felt like just straight anger. <laughs> that's it's definitely like that. And, like, God, because Usopp, like he says something out of line where he's just kind of like, it's like, oh, you're used to betraying people or something like that. Um, when he's just, you know, not not the right time for. No, no. Uh, and he, and he, he's trying to get 
back, you know, in her good graces as, as, as the whole cooking thing happens. And she just keeps moving away until she's just like, I'm going to have a drink with uh, Bucci Gar- Gara or whatever his name is. <laughs> Yeah, and it, you really can like the uncommunicated feelings. I think goes it's it's even a step beyond what you get in in canon and, and Water Seven, um, where you really just you know like the the whole thing is like uh, the whole setting is about testing the crew's bond, and you're just sort of like you're seeing those cracks form more and more. Well, I don't think the movie. The story doesn't necessarily put too much emphasis on it. I do actually really like Luffy's whole role in this because because he trusts his crew so like unequivocally. He doesn't see any of this. He's just kind of like, you know, like, ah, you know, like we're all good, right? And so there's this angle of him having to like take responsibility uh, that I really like too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he, he, you see him in kind of a, a extremely low moment where the, he they basically like it's your fault we're in this situation because you wanted to go to this island you wanted to do this trial of hell and it's your fault we're like this right now and that that definitely affects him Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's it's just super interesting because luffy's meeting 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 this guy that (laughs) has the little uh what the pencil mustache or whatever yeah what do they do the little that does that little sign of like there's like Chupihige. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Chupihige. And uh it's like I think I think his name is Brief. Yes, his name is Brief. Yeah. But he he always has this thing that he did with his old pirate crew, the, the Chupihige uh pirates where they all had those little pencil mustaches. And yeah. it uh, reminds me of the the Hesso salute from Skypia. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and then just... Chopper meets this family of pirates, his dad and his three kids basically tries to help them uh, help his the dad look good but then chopper learns some things he shouldn't and he's the ends up being the first victim of omatsuri who uh yeah we just see him fire that arrow and it's like uh chopper yeah <laughs> <You okay? laughs> uh I, I guess it's skipping ahead a little bit because talking about like the the family subplot and like the the uh, pencil stash guy subplot like they aren't super huge but like i do actually they do kind of have like arcs in and of themselves, which is you know more than what you think you would get out of uh, movie characters. Uh, and I I actually really like the I forgot all about the twist where like the little girl in the family you know because the the dad is trying to act tough you know he you know talking to choppers just like oh let me beat you up uh, so I can look cool in front of my family. Uh, but the twist is that like the littlest one has mantra. So she's she heard everything. <laughs> At least that seems to be the indication. They only they don't say yeah. it out, out. They don't call out. it mantra. It's just like I can hear really, really, really well. Yeah, and the and the way that she, you know she's able to hear the other straw hats like as they're uh, again sorry skipping ahead a bit of as they're oh, being consumed. Fine. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and the way that the little girl is like uh, I think Daisy is like I can still hear them. Uh, like that to me, even if they don't outright call it mantra, like that. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. And there's some fun characters there. Like the other two kids don't get that much to do. They're just sort of there to sort of augment things. But it, it, they do have their own sort of mini arc that is is effective and has good payoff. Because, yeah, uh, I mean, basically, uh, Chopper gets the arrow first. Robin, after getting... Uh, Muchigara uh, drunk <laughs> finds yeah. out a little bit more about because it's when she finds out that they're all shipwrecked. Yes. Yeah, and then that's when you know uh, Baron Amatsuri is just like you know too much. <laughs> yeah, and she gets an arrow, yeah. and it's like oh jeez, 
And then that's when it all breaks down and like they, they're trying to find Chopper and everybody else. And it's like, no, no, it's time for the third game. And they're just like, no, screw this game. We're going. Yeah. And it ends up being like, oh, no, we're going to have 100 snipers come after you. <laughs> yeah. The third trial is gun. Or I guess it was the. Yeah. Yeah. It was the third one. <laughs> and uh, that's when it sort of leads to a big old and that, fight. That's when the atmosphere gets really dark, too. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, goodness. They, they crank up. Like, that is the like the the color direction and just like the storyboarding i think it's cranked up to 11 where you're there are some shots where it's just like like as, as detailed as like all the background art is by the you know last act of the movie like there are a lot of shots where it's almost like the characters are just standing in like a blank void where it's just like so pitch black you can't see anything around them and it just it makes it feel so tense yeah i mean and especially because the ability of the 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 one kid that, that looks like a Kappa. I forget his name. I think he's actually just DJ Kappa. <laughs> oh yeah, DJ yeah DJ Kappa. There we go. There you go. Uh, he has that, those discs that he sends out that it can explode, and it's basically all because of him that they that they all get captured. Zoro puts up the biggest fight where he actually survives the explosion. Doesn't get yeah. knocked out like the others, but but he cuts him several times with Onigiri Doesn't bleed, and he's like, "What technique is this?" And it's just like, "Yeah, that's not a technique." <laughs> Yeah, that, oh my goodness, like, I feel like because you're sort of getting, I mean, you, you see it, like, okay, everybody on this island has, like, little little plant heads, they all look like little Pikmin, um, but, like, you're just like, okay, what what's up with them? And then, because I think before the fight with DJ Kappa, you've already seen Muchigoro just kind of, like, lose it, right? Like, he kind of, like, he turns all purple mm. and just kind of melts. I, I feel like the movie, again... It doesn't outright say it, but like they're they're all like plant zombies, basically. <laughs> Pretty much, and if they hadn't realized too much about their own existence, that's when they sort of yeah, fade. yeah. God, that's so wild. <laughs> they're just like once, like you get the little hint. They're like, hey, you know, why am I like this? And then they just sort of like kind of phase out, and you're just like, don't don't worry about it, don't worry about it. Yeah, and then it's um, I think it's when when like once the straw hats all start getting sacrificed, like you see them all of like the weird plant people just like come back to life. And yeah. so you're, you're seeing it in action of just like, Oh, they are feeding off of the life force. <laughs> yep. And that's yeah. when we get some of the, the Luffy loses twice <laughs> to, to, yeah. to, to, to Omatsuri. Cause the first time was when they, everybody's else is getting hunted down. Uh, Luffy tries to uh, fight him, but it turns out those arrows he can shoot can basically go after him, uh, just follow yeah. <laughs> after and cause havoc. So Luffy has to uh, retreat with uh, Brief, the, pen- the pencil stash. And that's where he gets a little bit more of the information. Uh, but as soon as he learns that his friends are in trouble, he heads back out. And that's when we see Lily Carnation, this tube <laughs> that seems like yeah, on top of which a mountain. Is- it's so simple yet so horrifying. Yeah, <laughs> Where you're just like it's like a, it's just like a CGI noodle <laughs> or like a, like a big thick like noodle, um, which is sort of the reveal because like I think like Usopp he sees it at the top of the mountain you know when he gets like the uh, like flown away from Nambi he's like what's that and then there's like that whole reveal once Robin sees it and she's like that's the flower like that's the lily carnation and then we have the whole struggle with Chopper where he's the last one remaining and he's trying to protect the family. The kids are trying to get their dad to step up a bit more, but the dad's like, no, no, he's letting us escape. We need to go. Uh, yeah. We need to get out of here. And Chopper, Chopper, my God, he, he's highlighted better in this movie than any movie before. Yeah, even his yeah I was going to say, like, even if the, the other movies did Chopper so dirty by making him just kind of 
you know, like a scaredy cat and kind of a vapid mascot character. But like Chopper really comes into his own on this movie. Like he he's such an active character that is really just like actively putting the story forward and kind of has has a little mini arc of his own. I'm I'm I love what they did with him here. And he, like he, I don't think there's a single like you know he's not just like screaming at the camera. Oh God, I'm so scared! Like he he steps up. <laughs> yeah, great. I, he 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 has his mascot in this with him being excited for the the food type stuff and yeah. that that little bit. There's those cute bits, but during the goldfish scene, during the investigation, during the stuff with the family, it's all him stepping up, never screaming. And the other thing is, doesn't doctor either. He's just yeah. there in the action. He doesn't really do his doctor stuff, though, which is usually where he gets his highlights. No, he is in the action, protecting, making sure this family is okay. And it, it, it's engrossing in that way. And to see him get sucked into that coil that is the Lily Carnation and seeing the others already in there, it's horrifying. And then you got the whole confrontation yeah. with Luffy seeing them being in there as he, each of his limbs gets pinned to, the, uh, to a rock and yeah. desperately <sighs> trying to find a way to free them. And just one by one, them being yeah. absorbed and apparently and, dead. And not only one by one, but the way that like Baron Omatsuri, he like, you know, he he pins each limb to a rock as he's like, oh, there goes another crew member. He's like, oh, oh, you, you said you had six crew members? Uh, I, I count five. What's that? Four? <laughs> like, he's he's living it, you know, just, like, watching Luffy break. And, and watching Luffy break as his crew members are, like, dissolved one by one is, like, some of the most, like, horrifying Luffy faces I've ever seen. Yeah. Easily. Easily. And it just, it seems... All hope is lost, but Luffy is once again saved by uh, the, by Brief, and that's when we find out about the extra special hearing of the little girl, Daisy, and that's when he finds out that they're still alive, that they can still be saved, so he's able yeah. to sort of bounce back and be like, all right, let's, let's do this, let's all work together and uh, save your friends, and... There's some there's some fun action with uh, Luffy hiding and then the whole uh, the Ch- uh, Hige pirate doing his dodge thing. There's also there's this wonderful moment where it's like you know the, the, the brief declares Luffy his friend and Mitsuri is like scoffing at it. It's like why would uh, this man want a cowardly man who abandoned his friend his crew as a friend like you and he goes to shoot a like I love that shot of him taking one arrow and it splits into like six. Yeah, because it's like. It's got it's like all fleshy and stuff. Like, <laughs> oh, it is grotesque in a way. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. And I think what what gets me so much about like the last act of the movie is that it isn't. It's so simple, right? Like, mm. uh, like, like. There's no really kind of like crazy devil fruit gimmick or anything like that. Like it, it, it kind of really is like you know Luffy reaches a low point. And all it takes to get him out of that low point is like being told like, hey, your friends are going to be all right, but we need to move. Yeah. And like, that's that's it. And that's all Luffy needs. And sort of that's when kind of like his kind of his relationship with Brief comes to a head because um, I don't think we touched on this, but like that's how he gets introduced is that like, you know, he talks to Luffy and is like, hey, join my crew. Um, and of course, Luffy's just like, heck no. Uh, but then you <laughs> sort of get the revelation that like I lost everybody. And then, you know, like the way that Luffy swoops in to protect him at the last moment and just and he's just like, I'm your crew member now. And, you know, he does the little, the little chippy hige thing. And it's just, it's, 
it, it's so simple, but it's it, it it's heartwarming. Like this movie's dark, but like is able to do a lot. I think with the relationships it forges, and and it's so effective too because. Up until that point, every time he did the chibi chibi hige thing, Luffy was like, "Eh, it's like it's like yeah, that's yeah, dumb. That's yeah, weird." He's so like, "Isn't for, it cool?" <laughs> for, but for Luffy to step in at that last bit to say, "No, we are friends," and then do the the whole yep. sign, it gets you. It gets you. It's like yeah, that's, it that's does. Good stuff. And I just I'm living for that. And the great thing here is it's it's as you were saying, it's not a typical fight. This is not what we typically see because. There really isn't that much of a fight between Omatsuri and Luffy. Luffy is able to punch out Omatsuri after, after that point to surprise him. And then he's able to get up to the Lily Carnation coil and mm-hmm. uh, starts beating it down to try to save his friends. And it opens up and reveals that's not actually Lily Carnation. That is a bundle yep. of arrows that controls. And it just, my God, the faces on Luffy, the the, the coloring, the the the. Yeah, that, that shot when it splits into a bunch of arrows and it's like all of the oranges and reds. It's crazy. It is also outright horror. <laughs> uh, the the shot the shots of Luffy punching the giant what we think is a lily carnation, you know, the giant CGI tube, uh, and those shots of him like flying up in the air and punching down. Um, that's animated by a fellow named Hiroyuki Imaishi, um, who you might recognize as he's the director of Gurren Lagann. Uh, Penny and Stocking, Promare, uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Uh, oh probably missing God. more, but yeah, like that guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> showed up, and, and the uh, the character designer of this film too is also another kind of like uh, Toei and Gainax and uh, currently Trigger person. That's so amazing. like there's studio. Tr- there's actually a a lot more Trigger than you'd think in this movie. <laughs> For sure, just, and- <laughs> yeah, just from folks who were elsewhere at the time. It was just kind of amazing, and. That reveal <laughs> again, and then just the yeah. endless oh. arrows that rain on Luffy, and it's just like, oh my god! Yeah, because that's the sort of the thing is that like once the the giant tube opens and you're just like the little girl is just you know they're like, wait, my friends aren't there. And she's like, no, wait, I I hear the voices. They moved, and then they all spurt out of the Lily Carnation. Like you're seeing Luffy's crew members all into like this grotesque like horror piece <laughs> yeah because this little flower that's been on omatsuri's shoulder the entire time just kind of cute uh yeah. little thing sprouts into this demonic hell beast that has all the crew worked in with within its body and it's yeah like, oh it's, god it's <laughs> disgust i don't think again like i don't think there's any other piece of like one piece media that goes this dark <laughs> And goes like this hard into horror. No, it is, and then just like seeing after that reveal again, just like seeing like the rain of arrows all get into Luffy, and he's just like he's all like washed out and green, and it's just it's it's kind of disturbing. It's really disturbing. It's extremely dis- disturbing, and that's when and I love this. Luffy doesn't get the victory here. He doesn't. Mm-hmm. Instead, this this cowardly dad is able to pick up the arrow, the bow that uh, Omatsuri dropped, grab an arrow, and thanks to the encouragement of his of his kids and him trying to live up to their you know expectations and show that he can be brave, is the one to shoot the Lily Carnation and destroy it. Yeah, and all it's hit, God, and all like you're seeing all like the guts and stuff after like oh, as it it explodes into just like a pile of just like goop and cuts it's so nasty again like 
never seen anything like this in a One Piece film or or the manga certainly not. No, uh, and uh, just the the places that this movie is able to go is just. I, I can only look on and just. But I, I have my hand in my face, just like, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, and you see the. Omatsuri is just completely taken aback because he knows what this means, and we see it. When yeah, all the old crew just immediately turns into just little plants. Yep. Yeah. And just nothing left of them, and it's oh, it's good. It's it's so good, yeah. and the I think what's really cool about this is that it doesn't really waste any time. Like it does. There's no really any wrap up. Omatsuri laments. He hears this voice of his crew is like, "You should have moved on. Don't we appreciate yeah. you loving us? But you should have." I really done. like that as the lesson too. Mm-hmm. You can always make new friends. Yeah, and, and I think there's this line that I, I think was uh, slightly mistranslated. Omatsuri is hearing the voices of his friends, and you know his friends are just kind of like, you know, you could have made new friends like like him, like Luffy. Like you, you could have taken a different path. And I think sort of like the core lesson I, I don't know you think about that with where luffy finds so many of his other crewmates kind of like at their lowest points when they join the crew mm-hmm. or or you know slightly after where it's just like you need to have the strength to keep going you you can't like you can't tie yourself to the past like this it it feels like like it's 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 a slightly different interpretation of i think the themes of the manga but it, it still, like, fits in with it right there. Yeah. 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 As far as, like, this is still a movie about friendship at the end of the day. And, you know, just, like, what... It, it's almost about, like, processing loss and, you know, what, what you do after that. Kind of, yeah. It really does yeah. seem to be the, the case there. And, yeah, we just... We get that last little bit for Omotsuri as he disappears as well. Uh, and then all the friends show up. All the uh, the crew re- reappears. We got to talk about that punch, though. <laughs> oh, it's a good punch. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a good punch. <laughs> We're waiting the whole movie for where I actually don't think because this is is kind of an under uh, I guess I guess underappreciated. Yeah, like you know because th- there isn't a, a good way to watch it still. But that final punch where you're seeing like luffy like you know take a step down and all of like the weird gross guts and stuff and just like the slow build up and the fist lands on on omatsuri's face and like it just goes to like black and white pencil drawings there is a much more famous punch i don't know if you uh, know what it's from but that punch gets referenced in the anime a little bit further down the line i'm not sure I know i because i i stopped basically at this where we're at right now in the manga yeah. for watching the anime yeah I think if if you know, you know. There's pretty much only one punch in in the anime proper uh, that features Luffy punching a guy so hard that it the, turns black and white for a little bit. It's not really a spoiler, so I, I might I might link it to you later. <laughs> okay, okay. I think it should be okay to show. Um, yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I probably, I probably know the fight. I just don't know that where they did it in the anime. Is my yeah, guess. yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, but but that being sort of like being sourced from here is sort of a cool touch. Yeah, it's it's a gorgeous shot. It it's, it feels so effective. And then we just sort of end with the crew coming back. Not even clear if they have any memories of what, what just happened. Oh, uh, and I, I think Omatsuri's dead. <laughs> yeah, it seems to indicate that he's, he's Luffy, dead. Which yeah, 
you know, I'm, I, <laughs> that's probably it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, not probably not for the I'm best. Having, for the best, I honestly <laughs> having watched this movie like a dozen times, uh, and now now <laughs> I, I am kind of wondering if he was ever really alive in the first place. That's a good because, question. Yeah, because I think there's a uh, you could interpret this whole thing as him being kind of like the pawn of the Lily Carnation. And that the lily, because the lily carnation is just like this little flower thing that it needs to survive on something much bigger that it can kind of like manipulate. Yeah, I think that's exactly what's going on. Yeah. So it did, and they leave so much of this movie up to interpretation. But like, at the end of the day, you know, Luffy punches punches him in the face and he's gone. Like he's gone. There's no corpse. There's no nothing. Like he's gone. <laughs> the only the only thing we see of it is that uh, Robin notices three yellow flowers with the Baron's goggles next to him. So like maybe he became a yeah. plant as well. Yeah. Or maybe he was a plant the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, like it, we don't have to, we don't go the whole route of like saying goodbye to these other characters that we do with the other game other ones. It's just like everybody's safe. The the terror is over. Let's take it easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For a second there with that shot with the flowers, I thought that was Usopp's goggles for some reason. Oh. Not, <laughs> not wearing those goggles in the shot. And I was like, why is it Usopp? What, what, what? But yeah, <laughs> those big barons make so much more sense. I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. But yeah, with with uh, the, this, this movie, it is absolutely my favorite. Still my favorite. Dead End Adventure yep. is number two, but this, this yep. is absolutely the favorite. And I love how it's just one of those movies where if you don't know what you're into in for going into it, there's never any indication other than from fans and whatnot. Because yeah. I, I've seen like posters and stuff like and like that, and it just seems kind of typical or you know happy go lucky or anything like that. There's no indication that there's this darkness all over that that the darkest stuff in One Piece. Uh, yeah, and even the um, uh, I've I've watched the trailer. Like I remember watching the trailer way back when, and they they use the opening. For where the anime is at at this point, which is opening five, I don't remember the name, but it's like a really happy, really upbeat one. And all they're showing in the trailer, of course, is all of like the really goofy animation and all the fun scenes. It's like, yeah, yo, party! <laughs> um, and they're just like, oh no, this is a this is a movie with a really dark undertone. Uh, yep. <laughs> <it's just> like, <laughs> and yeah, and you really just, you, I feel like even Mamoru Hosoda movies are usually like. Like I think they're they can be more dark in a kind of a more like gut punchy kind of way. Like I don't, you see something like like Wolf Children, you know, like that. That's a that's a sad movie with a lot of. I don't know if I could watch any again now that I'm a dad. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, but but there's no just like weird kind of body horror. I can't I can't think of another one of his movies that really goes that hard. No, I don't think so. I I I don't know of any off the top of my head. I'll be honest. So, yeah. That yeah. said, I I think this one's still my favorite. Um, still my favorite Hosoda movie, and I've I've wagered to think I I think I've seen all of them at this point. Again, and it's just your favorite, favorite Hosoda, Hosoda movie film. or favorite One Piece film? Uh both. Wow! Wow! <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow! That's, yeah. yeah. Even even among the like, there are uh, a couple of the modern movies. I think Film Z and Film Red, uh, which I which I think I talked about on the podcast a little bit when Film Red came out. I think like if Baron Omatsuri's number one, like Red and Z are a close second. 
Nice. Like they're probably of, of the modern movies, they're the ones that come the closest to be. I, I don't um, think for, I've for seen completely different those. reasons. So I'm, I'm looking yeah. forward to getting to get into those eventually. Yeah, I think Z would have come out around the time you dropped off. It, it covers a r- content from around that point. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Uh, masterpiece. I <laughs> yeah. I don't know. If there's really much else to say. Uh, I, I, other than just highly recommending this movie. Like, if you can find yeah, some way do. to watch it, absolutely try to find a way to watch please it. Please do. Just it, it, fantastic. Uh, beginning to end, it really plays with what you know about One Piece. Yeah, it really does. That's that's and, mm, good stuff. Yeah, and that God, that I don't know. I've never seen. Even now, uh, as I think I mentioned this before we before we started recording, I've, I've already forgotten. Uh, I've seen, I think, move, the next movie is the only other one I have not seen now. I, I've oh, seen wow. every other One Piece movie at least once. Um, and so just like with that context, and again, especially with the context of, you know, the first five movies and you know, Dead End Adventures is good. It's great even. Uh, and, you know, the, like the, they're kind of, the movies are kind of up and down, you know. Mm-hmm. And Baron Omatsuri just feels so like, head and shoulders above it's punching above its weight for like like a shonen jump like tie-in movie again even comparing to like god you know like some of those like naruto or bleach movies or dragon ball movies or the older dragon ball movies specifically like where they can be so kind of like formulaic and rote mm. and this one just feels like they had such a like fundamental understanding of the material and knew how to warp it yes <laughs> and that's just it's Oh, it's so brilliant. I can I can talk about this movie for hours, but I think we should probably uh probably wrap it up here. <laughs> probably a good idea to wrap it up here. But man, I, I can't recommend it enough. I, I can't I recommend love it, it to enough. death. It, it, we our next movie, movie seven, is the uh, called the Giant Mechanical Soldier of Karakuri Castle. It's gonna be a little bit till we get to that one, of course. We got some manga to get yeah. through. Is uh, it an, about thing- another year? Yeah. Or a year great, in manga time. A year in manga time. So another 50 chapters or so because, yeah, this came okay. out. Cool, 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 cool. They cool. love their March releases. So, yeah, March <laughs> of 2006 for that one. Cool. But the other thing that we got to decide on at some point, August 31st is when the One Piece live action comes out. Eight episodes they've confirmed. And yeah. based off that last chap, that, that last trailer, I got to say I'm kind of looking forward to it. <laughs> Yeah, the, we we were going to cover this no matter what, but yeah, no that that trailer instilled me with more hope. I'm actually, I think it will, it will be an interesting way to compare and contrast. Even even if I don't agree with every choice, I think there will be enough choices that I do agree with, or at least that's I'm I'm feeling less well, pessimistic. Yes, I think that's the best way to put it. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm hopeful on this one, so we'll yeah. we'll see how it comes about. Yeah. We still got to decide what we want to do with that because. Well, it'd be cool to cover it up to date. It's also smack dab in the middle of some of the great manga stuff. So it's like, do we yeah. break up the manga for that or not? I, I honestly yeah. don't know. That would so. be, I, I would, I, I honestly think that would be rough. Because <laughs> that would be almost like two months. Because uh, it's like eight, eight episodes, I think. Yeah, I mean, so if we if, might, if we ca- yeah. if we cover each episode individually, that's that's the tricky part. It's like I don't know yeah. how we do that, but we'll yeah. But it feels like it would be a really long episode to combine it all into one. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll figure, we'll figure out. out something. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll worry about that later. But uh, with that, uh, I believe we've said all we've wanted to say about movie number six, Baron Amatsuri and the Secret Island. Thank you so much for listening, and you can find more of my ramblings and stream vods over at BitNerd Games on YouTube or BitNerd with an underscore at the end on Twitter. And Brandon, where can everyone find you at? 
I am on the website formerly known as Twitter uh, at Brennabovia <laughs> t- talking about anime manga games in my job. I will Twitter. not call it by its new name. It's still Twitter. <laughs> the artist formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> you can find me there uh, for as long as that's still up. Um, I am also on Blue Sky. I feel like I haven't. Uh, I am as well, but I don't really do. Enough, I but... haven't fully done anything with that yet. We're yeah, just, it's just we're waiting for it to shake out. Yeah, <laughs> social honest. media is a disaster. We'll just yeah, yeah. I'll we'll pick up the pieces <laughs> when that's done. So yeah, <laughs> go follow go follow me. You, you know where to find me. Yeah, and if you'd like to help us out more, you can support the podcast over at patreon.com slash Derek Bittner. That's D-E-R-R-I-C-K-B-I-T-N-E-R to listen to the next episode ad-free three days early. And make sure to return next time as we return to the manga to discuss chapters 361 to 365 of One Piece. So until then, my friends, bye. Remember to take life one piece at a time. Ha 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 ha!